0: everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. How are we doing out there? Hey, I want to welcome each and every one of you, whether you're in Canton or Worcester, Millersburg, Coshocton, Cambridge, T-County, or whether you're joining us online, you picked a great Sunday to be with us because I wanna help you with what you just read. Isn't that shocking? That's unbelievable. The thing that people worry about the most is money. Is money. And one of the reasons why is because we don't trust God. Here's what I've learned. When I can trust God, his principles and his promises, Everything else is a piece of cake. But if I've never learned to trust God in that area to follow his principles and his promises, I find myself worrying about a lot of stuff. And it just chokes the life out of me. And it chokes the life out of you as well. So we want to talk about that. Because here's what usually happens. We have a tendency to think that more money is the answer. Would you agree with me? But the fact of the matter is more money just makes you more of what you already are. If you have a drug problem, money's not going to solve it. Okay? If you get more money. If you have an anger problem, money's not going to solve it. You're just going to be just as angry. If you have an addiction problem, money isn't going to solve it. You're just going to continue to travel down that path. If you have money, what happens is it magnifies who you and I already are. If you have a compassionate heart, a giving heart, a generous heart, and you have money and more money, you can change the world. You can change somebody's life. And our culture proves that because we can see people who have money and guess what? They worry. We can see people who don't have as much and maybe they don't worry. What's the key there? Here's what we have to understand finances, money is always neutral. We don't believe that, but it is. And God speaks a lot about it. Why? Because he loves you. He loves me. Jesus came to give you and I life and life to the fullest. And he speaks more about it than heaven or hell or even love. Because he knows me. He knows you. He knows what gets our attention. He knows what can choke the life out of us. And there's over 2,500 verses in this book on that subject. Isn't that amazing? Proverbs is an incredible resource. If you want to be able to understand more about it, and I encourage you to read through the book of Proverbs in November, I encourage you to take advantage of this right here. Because you know what? We don't know what the future is going to hold economy-wise. Do you agree with me? So if you know what's going to happen, if you know it's going to be different than what it is today, you and I are fools if we don't prepare for it. You'll stress out. Some of us are already stressing out about it. We're worried about what the economy is going to be. And God wants you to know, God wants me to know, he wants us to know, hey, you know what? I'm bigger than all of that. So let me ask you a question today. Has anybody ever trained you in handling money? Did you grow up in a home of where your mom and dad said, hey, you know what, I wanna have a conversation with you. I'd like for us to sit down and and talk about how to handle money. Most of us, were not afforded that. Would you agree with me? And, And so what happens, we've been going on the fly. Has anybody ever trained you on how God views it and how he wants you and I to trust him? Probably not. See, all of life is about trusting God in every area of your life. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, here's what he says. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. What he is saying is this. If you and I will learn to trust in God, he'll show you the way. He'll lead you the way. He will make it very, very obvious to you and me. And, And Patty and I have decided to learn what scripture has to say. And because of that, it has helped us to trust in God through all of life. You know what? Patty and I have never had a fight about money, never. And it's the number one reason why people get divorced. We've never had a fight about money. We don't argue about money. You say, you're kidding me. How'd you do that? Follow God's principles. We've never fought about money. We've never stressed over money. We just have not It's just not a part of our DNA. Why? Because we've learned to trust in God. And so what I want to do in this series, all right? I know probably some of you are nervous, all right? You can just take a chill pill. I want to teach you how to be generous. I want something for you more than I want something from you. You see, everybody knows how to give. And so this series isn't so much about doing something. It's about being something. Because you and I want to be generous. You know why? Because when we're generous, we're like God. We're like God. You're no more like God than when you and I are generous. But for us to be generous, we have to learn to trust God. And so what I want to do in this series is I've read a ton on this. All my life I've read about this because I did not want money to have a grip on me. I knew if I couldn't trust God with my money, I couldn't trust God with my kids when they go off. The reason why so many of us worry about our kids, you know, Patty and I, people would say to me, um, when Patty and I got married, they said, so when you're having kids, isn't that the next question? You know, if you're dating somebody, somebody says, when are you getting married? And then after you get married, they say, when are you going to have kids? And and I said, hey, I, I, I want four kids. I want four kids. And... um. People would laugh. You want to bring four kids into this crazy world? I said, absolutely, because I trust God. And I'm not going to worry about my kids. I'm going to trust my kids to God. And this is the way that I've learned to do it. And so I just want to share with you what I've learned. Maybe you'll say, "Ah, that's good. That's good. So let's look at some things, all right? Here's here's the first thing, okay, that I've learned. You got to develop a budget. Oh, that word is nasty, isn't it? It ranks up there with one of those four-letter words. All right, we just hate it. But the fact of the matter is a budget is telling your money where you want it to go. That's all it is. You don't need to get uptight about a budget. You just sit down and you discuss and you say, hey, you know what? We wanted to go here. We wanted to go there. We wanted to go there. Have you ever, have, <laughs> have you ever been on vacation and come back and say, we spent what? Are you kidding me? And you freak out? Yeah, this is why. This is why. And so you want to be able to have a budget. That's why Patty and I don't fight. We, de- we determine. We say we're going to tell our money where to go. Look at what Proverbs has to say. This is incredible. Any enterprise is built by wise planning. Your family is an enterprise, okay? It's the first, hey, it's the first one that you lead. You wanna know how great a leader is? Look at their family. Y'all right on that one? That's the first place you lead is your family. That's the first enterprise that you're in charge of. Any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through what? Common sense, that's God's word, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. That means you know what's going on, you know what's happening. And he's saying here that you know you need to know where you are financially. It doesn't do you any good or me any good to stick our head in the sand. And so if somebody would ask you today, where are you financially? Would you be able to tell them? Dude, I don't know. It's not good. No wonder you're worried. No wonder you're scared about the economy. He goes on and he says this. He says, plan carefully and you will have what? Plenty. If you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Wow. You'll never have enough. If I just made $5,000 more, it would be unbelievable. No, it wouldn't be. It'd just be more of you. More of you. And so what happens is, is you need to be able to develop a budget. That's when you need to have the conversation. You need to have the conversation before you know where your money's going. And I tell you what, it will save you a lot of heartache and a lot of of frustration and words that you regret saying to one another. Jesus said it like this. He said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Can we afford this house? Or are we going to have to moonlight? Or you're going to have to get a job? Or we're going to have to do this, we're going to have to do that, and we'll never see each other. And so we won't have a house. We'll have a nice hotel of where we say, hello, goodbye, are you all okay? See, you, you, you have to be able to do that. You have to ask those questions. He goes on to say this. He says, for if you lay a foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish it. And and, and so one of the things that, that Patty and I did with our kids, okay, is we taught them how to budget money. <laughs> I mean, they had chores, okay? Ask them about it, Okay. they had chores. Okay. And, and we said, okay, Hey, here's how you can earn some money because see, listen, my job, you ready for this? My job with my kids is not to make them happy. My job with my kids is to prepare them for life, to be an adult in the world. And one of the number one issues is how they handle money. And so we, we, we taught them how to budget money. You're getting this, okay, here's the system. Here's what you're going to do because we knew that they were going to probably, hopefully get married if that was the plan. And we knew that one of the stress factors in all marriages is finances. And we say, if you get ahead of this, this will help you a lot because there'll be, a pl- there'll be plenty of other things that you can argue about. Would you agree with me? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the list is long, so let's eliminate the list. So you want to be able to develop a budget. You want to be able to tell your money where you want it to go. Here's the second one. And that is get out of debt, okay? And I'm just sharing you common sense things that I've learned from like a Dave Ramsey, a Larry Burkett, an Andy Stanley, a Ron Blue, okay? I'm just sharing with you stuff that I've learned that I've put into practice in my own life. Does that make sense? So I'm one beggar telling another beggar where I got some bread, okay? And so they would all say, hey, get out of debt. This is important. Why? Look at what Proverbs has to say. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Wow. Mastercard. It's called master for a reason. You know why? Because you can't serve two masters for you'll love the one and hate the other. And what happens is when you're, when you're in debt heavily, you lose your freedom. You lose options. You lose choices. But if you don't have payments, okay, if you don't have payments, then what happens is you're free. You know, in, in reading and preparing for this, you know, I, I found out that that the average truck, okay, payment is $546 over 84 months. And here's what I read. You ready for this? Okay. I'm glad you're sitting down. If you put that in a good growth stock fund at the age of 30 and pulled it out at the age of 65, you will have 5.6 million dollars in that one account. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's why when people die and and you know they end up leaving money. And you say, they lived in that little old house. What's up with that? I didn't know that they had that much money. This might be one of the reasons why. And when you stop borrowing money, you begin to have money, no payments. And it's great to have a nice vehicle. I'm not against anybody having a nice vehicle. We all want one, right? We, we wanna be able to make sure that we can get to work and we're not alongside of the road. But what happens is I want you to have choices of where you have freedom to do what you wanna do. And that you can be generous instead of living week to week. Most people, over 50% of the people live week to week from paycheck. That's stressful. You don't want to do that. Let me give you another thought, okay? Develop quality relationships. Develop quality relationships. And this, this is so important. You know why? Many people overlook this, okay? Because you become like the people that you hang out with. Do you know that? You become like the people that you hang out with. Here's what Paul says to the people in Corinth, which was a city like LA, New York, Chicago, Atlanta. Here's what he said. Do not be deceived. It's easy to be deceived. Evil company corrupts what? Good habits. What's he saying? He is saying that you and I become like the people that we hang with. Anybody here want to be a great parent? Then you better hang out with some great parents or you don't have a snowflake chance. You want to have a great marriage? Better hang out with somebody who has a great marriage. Otherwise, you know what? You won't have a great marriage. You want to hang out with, with uh, if, if, if you want to be generous, you know what you do? You hang out with people who are generous. I've got some friends who are very, very generous. Every time I'm with them, I'm challenged. And I say to myself, you're not going to outdo me. And it spurs me on to want to do more, to leave a larger tip, to be more aware of the people around me. Why? Because you become like those that you hang out with. Do you know, in my reading, this is what I, I learned. You are the average, okay? You are the average, 10%. You're within 10% of the income of your 10 closest friends. Wow. Think of that. You're within 10%, the average, of your 10 closest friends. What's that say? It, it says that there's influence there that that's that's what happens and I'm not talking listen I'm not talking about looking down on people or or judging people I'm not'm I'm, I'm trying to help you okay listen we all we're all called to love people. we're all called to care for people. we're all called to help people. we're all called to be generous towards people. I'm talking about your inner core group you'll never rise above your inner core. do you say you have the same core that you had ten years ago nope. You know why? Because I want to grow. I want to go to the next level. I want to go to the next level spiritually. I want to go the next level uh, in, in life, in my marriage. And so I, I want to hang out with people who will challenge me. I want to hang out with people who will, who will give me their nuggets and they'll be able to say, hey, you know what? Here's what I've learned about this. Here's what I've learned about that. So that I can grow, so that I can develop, so that I can live life and life to the fullest. You know, someone has said that you're the average of the five closest people around you. That's your core group. doesn't mean that you don't have other people in your life. See, we, we know this as parents, don't we? Huh? If, if you're a parent here today and you, and you have a, a fifth grader, a sixth grader, a seventh grader, eighth grader, somebody in high school, you know what one of the things that you observe? Who they hang out with because you know the power of influence. And, and what happens is we see that for our kids, but we 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 turn on the dumb light for us. And, and we think that we can hang out with people and, and somehow we're smarter, we're better, you know, we, we we can do this and we can do that. And you know what? We can't. Just like your kids are gonna be influenced and you're so protective, but you're so deceived about the people that you hang out with. And so what happens is if you're a mom and dad, you're concerned about who your kids hang out with, you know what you do? You invite them to your turf, to your environment. You pray for them, you love them. But what happens is you have them in that controlled environment because you know how powerful that is. I love this right here, this verse. It says, walk with the wise and become what? Wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. There's a promise and there's a warning. The promise is, hey, you hang out with somebody who's wise about marriage, about parenting, about spiritual things, about money, about life. Guess what? You're gonna become wise in those areas. But if you hang out with a bunch of fools, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna suffer harm. You're gonna suffer harm. You don't want that. I don't want that for you. And so it comes back to trusting God. God, I'm going to trust in you with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge you in every area of my life. How about this one right here? Save and invest. This is an interesting one, right? Save and invest. We're talking about putting our trust in God. Putting our trust in God. Save and invest. Here's what the proverb writer writes. writes, In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. Now, what's he saying? He's saying that if you and I spend everything that we get, we're fools. I didn't say that. God did. He just said, You're crazy. You need to be able to save because you know and I know that life doesn't always work out the way that we want it to, right? The fridge is is 25 years old. It's going to kick, okay? We're going to have some car problems. Little Johnny might need some braces, okay? Whatever. And this is great when the economy changes it may change. Do you know that? I'm, I'm giving you a warning, 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 warning. And, and and what God's word says is, hey, you know what? Prepare for what you basically believe might happen. Because we're fools if we know that something is going to happen and we don't prepare for it. Because here's what I know. If you prepare for, for things like that, the stress level on your body is much, much different than if you didn't prepare. Because what what happens is you can say, hey, you know what? We can handle it. I wish we didn't have to, but we can because we have saved. We have invested. We've done that. We do that here at New Point. How do you think we got through COVID? We don't spend everything that we bring in. I don't want sleepless nights. Y'all okay? And so this is good for organizations. It's good for everything. And and, and so we need to save and we need to invest. I, I heard this many, many years ago. You ready for this? Do not only work for money. Make your money work for you. Gotta write that down. Gotta write that down. Make money work. For you, even if it's 20 bucks a month. Because it's a discipline. And what happens is when you save and you invest, then what it does is it sets you and I up to be generous, to be godlike, to be prepared. Let me give you this last one. And all of these lead to this learn to be outrageously generous. <laughs> You can only do that. You can only do that if you trust in God. Okay? You can only do that if you trust in God. And there's a reason why I use the word learn to be outrageously generous. You know why? Here's what I know about you because it's true about me. Generosity isn't natural. None of us here today are naturally generous. We're hoarders, (laughs) okay? You don't believe me? Go back to the nursery in your building and watch one of those kids reach for a toy that the other one hasn't played with for 10 minutes. No, that's mine. That's mine. And, And what do we have to do with our kids? We have to teach them how to share because there's a scarcity mindset. And so none of us, none of us, and I'm going to help you with this. You might think you're generous. You're not as generous as what you think you are. Because what happens is what we do is we think of the one time that we did do something. You see, everybody gives, but not everybody's generous. And so what happens is we have to learn how to be generous. It's a training for me. You say, Dwight, are you naturally generous? I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I've had to learn how to be generous. I've had to plan to be generous. Otherwise, you know what? I want to gobble everything up. And so I, I want you to be able to do that because you'll be like God. Look at this verse right here it says, The godly are always generous. Wow, godlike, people who are godlike. Do you know that generosity was the hallmark of the early church? It was the thing that distinguished them the most. That's my prayer for us at New Point is that we see needs and you know what? We, we just say, hey, we, we, we wanna help them. We wanna do this. We wanna be able to be there because the godly are always generous. Check this out. And their children will be blessed, blessed. My mom and dad were two of the most generous people I've ever met. And they would help people. And I couldn't understand. I said, Dad, Dad, I, I, I think you're being fooled here. I think somebody's pulling the wool over your eyes. And here's what my daddy would say. Dwight, if you're generous, you're going to be taken advantage of every once in a while. You all okay? But he said, I'd rather be taken advantage of every once in a while and be generous than to be so cautious and so tight that I miss out on blessing somebody and maybe being someone's answer to prayer. Do you know that people who feed the poor have money? Do you know that people who clothe the naked, they have money? They have money. Why? Because they planned. They they, they, they they they've planned that my my mom and dad, I remember they set down our kids and and by the way, th- this is godly okay when you can leave money to your grandkids and and um they wrote them out a check for 2500 dollars each to go to school. then I cried. You know why? My dad never made much money. He just never did. And yet he had a plan. And I told my kids, I said, do you understand what your grandpa just did? He's setting you on a course because he wants you to do well in life. And I said, grandma and grandpa has said no to a number of things so that they could save and so that they could invest so that they could come to this point and be able to say, hey, you know it's not much but we want to give you what we do have and i said you know what we want to do it for your kids and i hope that you'll want to do it for your kids you see what happens is when when you're generous it will it it will let loose everything in your life it will your passion will go up creativity will go up your health will change Because it's just how God has wired us. Because what happens is you'll be free. And you'll start letting it flow through you instead of just for you. You know the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea for one reason? Because it's dead. Nothing lives in it. Go over in the Middle East. It's dead. You know why? Because it has no outlet. It has no outlet. It will change everything In your life. And so imagine with me, okay? Imagine with me that over the last five years, everything that you have wasted financially, you could have back, okay? And let's say if you're 40, let's say 10 years, okay? You determine what was wasteful. I don't know what was wasteful. Maybe the boat, I don't know. But, but, but you go back over the past five to 10 years and you say, where did I waste money, okay? Because I didn't have a plan. And, and what happens is you, you bring that into an account, okay? You bring that into account and in 2023, you get to give it all away. Not in one shot, but over 12 months. Everything that you would list, you know, as as wasteful. And again, you get to determine that. You would put an account and starting January 1, 2023, <clears throat> you would get to disperse it over the next 12 months. So what happens is when your neighbor is hurting and you find out about it, you can say, hey, here's 300 bucks. Oh, what? No, 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 no. We want to do that. It's just good. When you learn about one of your son's or daughter's friend's family being in trouble, or you learn about the guy at work or the lady at work who's in trouble, and you can just say, hey, you know what? We we just want to help you. We, we just want to be a blessing. What do you think that would do for you? Because here, here's what we say, don't we? I mean, I, I wish I could do something. I just can't. And that's why what happens is God wants you to be able to understand his principles and his promises because it'll change everything in your life. That's why here at New Point, we, in, in the month of, of November, we have what we call Generosity Sunday of where we give it all away. Last year, we gave it to Safe Harbor. and People gave a little over $400,000. Think of that for people that they will never, ever meet. Wow. But God loves and God knows. You see, Solomon says it like this. He says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow. And so what we want to do is I want to teach you how to be generous so that you can be free. I know what you're thinking. Okay, you're thinking, Dwight, how many weeks is this series? <laughs> hey, you, you know what? There's no pressure. There's no pressure. You know, you, you might've come this morning and said, you know what, Dwight, I, I, I was hoping that you were gonna speak on marriage or I hope you were gonna speak on parenting or I hope you were gonna speak on something that would help me at work. I'm telling you, when you get the principles and the promises of God down, it'll help you in every area of your life. And I want to help you with that. I want to bless you with that. Because you and I are no more like God than when we are generous. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no word from God, the people run un." restrained. And what happens is this, if you don't have a vision for your finances, if you don't have a vision for where you want to go, what happens is your finances will run unrestrained. That that, that means that they'll just go crazy. They'll just go crazy and it'll drive you nuts. And God wants you to have a vision for your finances so that what happens is you can tell your finances where to go. And he has a plan and he has a purpose for you in that. And when you experience that, I'm telling you, there's a freedom and there's a joy to be able to do that. You'll come alive like you've never come alive before. You'll be able to bless people around you in ways that you've never thought. It's a powerful thing you and I can learn. And you'll not only be happy, but you know what? You'll learn to trust God. I'm amazed at how many people don't trust God. And that's why he says, hey, trust me in this one area and everything else will fall in line. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for your word. We We know in our head that you're good. We know in our head that you are holy. We know in our head that you can be trustworthy. Sometimes God living it out is very, very hard. It's very, very difficult. And we worry and we fret and anxiety grabs a hold of us. And it literally chokes the light up, life out of us. And it's usually because we've never learned to trust you. And yet you've brought this one thing to light that if we can trust you and learn how to be generous like you are, it frees us up in incredible, unbelievable ways. And so God, I I pray for each person here today that we would look at your principles, we would trust in your promises and that it would free us in incredible, unbelievable ways. And when people ask us, why are you so carefree? Why aren't you uptight? Why aren't you worried? We can say, because in God, I trust for all things. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you can just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources, just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.